Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered's new mode, No Return, and interviewing the director. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. I'm Greg, and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. There, you can watch us record it live, usually, get it ad-free, and get dozens of monthly exclusive episodes only on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. If you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Support us on the Epic Games Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code KINDAFUNNY. You can get PS I Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the exclusive content on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and podcast services around the globe each and every Friday. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays. Let's start with a PSN message from you. Hi, Bless. Hi, Greg. How you doing? Doing all right. How are you doing? Great. Yeah. We are recording out of order. Mm. We've already recorded the interview. On top of that, we're recording this on a Friday. You're seeing it on a Tuesday unless we effed up the embargo. Then shh, don't tell anybody. Man, so it's a weird GTA one. GTA 6, huh? I'll tell you what. Whoa. That GTA 6. That trailer. I can't believe it was. They just called it Vice City. Yeah. With man. the capital V and the I. GTA V, capital V, I. Dude, yeah, think about that. Even think about we're recording yeah, it days like before the biggest hours, hours after a GTA trailer came out. If I haven't choked on a throat lozenge, that is up yep. on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. You can go watch us live react to that and then do the kind of funny games daily immediately following where we do a little post show rundown. This is you're begging that we're gonna keep on the, keep that plan, right? I'm saying that's the plan. We need okay. to discuss it. Bear and I were talking. We need to discuss say, it. A lot can see, I think a lot can change between right where we're recording right now. And Tuesday. No one right now is watching PSI Love You. Listen to PSI Love You. They pull over to the side of the road. Like, wait, where's that games daily? That's true. You know that's what I mean? true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, where's the GTA Six coverage? They know it's there. That happened for sure. Unless this company went out of business. Yeah. What I if Rockstar goes out? Like, what if they change it? Like, ah, man, we made a mistake. We're just hilarious, though. The trailer's not ready. We forgot to edit it. Oh, shit. Yeah, and now we're just like, oh, man, well. We, content. of course, today, got to go play Last of Us Part 2, remastered, no return. But before we do that, we always start the show with what is and forever will be the PSN message. This one comes from Cozy Bear. Cozy Bear writes in, on point, on topic, in the same Last of Us ballpark, bark, ballpark, which I appreciate. It says, what would you want to see out of a single player only expand alone the last of us game that would serve as a bridge between the last of us part two and the inevitable last of us part three. So I, I assume we're thinking a little bit like left behind, not exactly, but a little bit like yeah. it, right? Where we're getting a smaller, a miles Morales yeah, say, type experience. alone tells me it says like miles Morales even more so to me. Sure. Which makes this interesting because I think this all would depend on what is the last of us part three. I know, right? That's what makes it so hard. Yeah. Because last part, part three, I imagine you're going to get more Ellie. Maybe we play more as Ellie. Maybe we play more as Lev. 
or Abby, right? Like that's the tough thing is I would love an expand alone that is, hey, this is a Last of Us game where it is a eight hour story and you're playing as Lev from beginning to end. Mm. Unless you're saving that for Last of Us 3, then it's like, okay, well then what do you do for a, a, an expand alone? My, again, this is an impossible question to answer without talking about what you think Last of Us Part 3 is. I think Last of Us Part 3, and this is me guessing based on nothing, is going to see a significant time jump where I think we met Ellie as a teen, right? Mm -hmm. A tween. We then came back and played more as her as an adult, a young adult, right? Entering mm -hmm. into the new normal of being an adult. I think we're going to come back and she is going to be more of like Joel's age. And oh. so, and this is me just, I'm guessing I, right now, I guess I'm just spitballing yeah. what last of part three is. And I don't think we play as her. I think we play as a new character that's entering the fray and yada, yada, yada. So what I would think I would want from an expand alone would be some kind of bridge between it. That is, I, I of course want to know what Ellie did after last spoilers for last of us part two. We watch her, you know, go through. She can't strum because she got no finger. Then she, we just see her out the window walking into the woods, right? I want to know what that was like after that. So I think if we got some of that and then at the end it turned out that it was like a flashback she was having or even if throughout we were getting little flashbacks or her as an older woman, like, you know, looking back and remembering that for whatever reason, I think that could be interesting if it was kind of like, all right, so the house, she leaves the house, here's you know, her trying to go back to Dina and Dina throwing her out. Yeah. Here's her moving to a different city. Here's a bunch of, you know, run-ins with other bad people. Yeah. Here's her morning Joel. And then as, wherever we're building to then, we're in the new community. We're meeting a new person. She is a hermit living on, you know, in the middle of nowhere on her own. Like, yeah. I feel like that could be a nice I mean, my, as, as we talk about the possibilities for an older Abby, right? Like, my imagination goes wild Abby. in terms of what you can do. Or, sorry, older Abby. Abby would be older, too, technically. Yeah, I guess they both would be older. But, like, my imagination run wild, runs wild with what you can do with that. Because, like, the, my, me, my immediate go-to for that would be it is the baby that uh, Dina had, right? Yeah. It is maybe... Dina's passed away, and it is that oh, child is now like she's come after Ellie. She's coming after Not Ellie. After her, but you're but coming like, to yeah, find her. Talk it to is her. like, hey, like you know, Dina's gone. Maybe it is. Hey, there are people after us, and like they took out Dina, and they're like, you know, um, you know, they're after our settlement or whatever. Ooh, I really is. like what you're pitching. I really like it. Like, hey, yeah. you were mom never recovered from you, mm -hmm. and I know that you were so important to me and those yeah. and her. Like, I need to know more. And mom about was like, hey, if you are ever like in dire need of trouble, I know somebody who's a killing machine. Yeah, like, yeah and that's yeah. Ellie, right? Yeah. Like, have it be almost like the loop around of what Lastus One was, right? Sure. With Joel and Ellie, and having yeah. it be like this older man taking care of this daughter figure, right? What if it is Ellie taking care of? I forget if the baby was a boy or girl. It was a boy, yeah. Was it a boy? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It is Ellie taking care of this. I can't remember his name, though. You remember that? No, I do not remember. But yeah, I think that would be are, cool. You know? I think that would be really interesting, and I think that would be like a fun way to loop it around. And then also... JJ. Know, JJ? Yeah. That would be a really cool way to tie it up. And then also, I think from there it is, all right, what do you do with Abby and Love then? Right? And maybe that, maybe if that is the story you're telling with Last of Us 3, it is about Ellie, then an expand alone situation or a spinoff. It doesn't even need to be an expand alone, but a spinoff could be... All right, where do Abby and Love go from here? Like, what is their story? Okay, I'm Fair also enough. I'm also into the idea of um, we talked about it with the TV show, right? Of once you catch up with the Last of Us games, do you then do the last uh, Fear of the Last of Us, where it is like Fear of the Walking Dead, or um, a Last of Us anthology type thing where you just tell all these disparate stories that take place within the world of the Last of Us? I like the world of the Last of Us so much that I'd be down for. Hey, here are a bunch of games that are six hours long, right? We're releasing one every couple years and it's different characters and it's different parts of the country and the world. And th they are all post-apocalyptic stories that are diving into 
these different stories of love, right? I think a lot <clears> about um, Bill's Town and how they did that in the TV show. Yeah. I'll love like a bunch of different, you know, versions of what a Bill's Town kind of story could be in video games. I think that'd be really cool. It's an interesting one for you. Not what you were saying. It was boring as shit. Mm-hmm. But what I'm finding on the internet right now, right? Because I, JJ, I was like, oh, of course, Jesse. I always forgot that Jesse was the father. They named it. Screen Rant's got an article over here, right? And it's, you know, whatever. It's from uh, Alexandra uh, Sacalario, uh, published 2020, July 1st. Uh, it's about who's the father. I think it's just like if you, I mean, it's it's yeah. Jesse. We knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was maybe if you're like, you know, to not spoil something, a headline when the game was brand new. But this is interesting. JJ's full name was never revealed by the end of The Last of Us Part 2, and the game's creative director, Neil Druckmann, has revealed on Twitter the second J does not stand for Junior. Fan theories have suggested it's a tribute to Jesse and Joel, both of whom died over the course of the game. It's understandable Ellie would want to honor Joel, who was very much a father figure to her, uh, but it may be more confusing why they choose to pay tribute to Jesse, who, oh, then they're getting, they're like acting like this is a big reveal that Jesse's the dad. I apologize for that. I fucked up. But that's interesting that I. I never thought too much about it. I always thought it was just Jesse and what, I don't know what the second J was for, but now they're trying to say Jesse James. Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Joel. Where, uh, but do you think, so as, did it, had Ellie come around on like kind of forgiving Joel by that she point? She was working on it, remember? Yeah. And that was ripped away from her. So, I mean, there's definitely baggage there. Yeah. But I think you can still, I mean, I think I it's I weird think, to name a kid initials. Is that something we're doing now? Your name's JJ. I mean, your son is BJ, isn't he? But like, Benjamin James. Okay, well, that's fair. So, I mean, yeah. like... Well, I, I also think it's the... Uh, what's the thing? Is Barrett, you probably know. Is it Tchaikovsky's gun? Where, like, there, if there's a gun... In Tchaikovsky's a, gun. Tchaikov? If there's a gun introduced in the first act of a play, it must be shot in the second act of the play. And I think it's the same for babies. I think if there's... <laughs> <laughs> Take off baby. I, I think if there's a baby introduced in one film or a game or whatever, in the next installment, that baby's a character. That baby's now grown and walking and yeah. saying words. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I like what you're pitching. Because I had the old Ellie. I can envision that. Yeah. And then I like what you're spitting here. Mm-hmm. And that could even be the end, right? Just knock on the door. Opens cool. it up. That'd be such a great... We, and we never show the, ba- the, the man who is no longer a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we never show the man. But it's just Ellie opening the door and we get it from behind. And, she, yeah. and he goes, mom? Question mark? And That'd be insane. Directed by... Doesn't matter. Story idea by Greg Miller. That's what yeah. it says right oh, after. Bl- and blessing. What is, I feel like my name should be first. That'll be one. associate of blessing. <laughs> I came up with the whole thing. I had, I had old Ellie. That's we're that's we're collaborating together that's here. Fair. We're making fire I want, over I want, here. I want equal credit. Can I get credit as well just for being here? You can co-direct it with Neil. Sick. All right. Cool. That's okay. a, that's a, I feel like we should be co-directed with Neil. Ah, I feel like that's busy. such a high position. I don't want that much pressure. Yeah, but like, here, we just did the story. A lot of notoriety. We just did the story. Yeah, but I feel like now we, we get credit and a little bit of money, or we sue. Directors get all the love, though. Like Barrett's gonna get all the, all the fame and all. Good, he deserves it. I deserve. Yeah. He directs this show. He does a great job. I mean, he does, but like we came up with the whole. Th- I guess. I guess this is Hollywood, right? That's, that's how Hollywood just, works. That's just the process, baby. That's showbiz. Yeah. Unless you know you're know writing I mean? and directing. Cool. I could never. Time for topic <laughs> of the show. Tots, 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 tots. Two weeks in a row, he's missed. You know, I mean, this kid we just complimented being a good yeah. director never misses. <laughs> my my pre-programmed tots button is on the scene where I can bring Janet up, so I didn't have this one ready to go. And gotcha. then the last time, I've been saying I'm Janet's ca- holding us back. Yeah, and the last time it was, uh, oh. I I might have not have been in the room when topic of the show started. I so. think that is what happened. The internet yeah. was crapping out. Yeah, still it's on your permanent record. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you already know The Last of Us Part Two remastered is real. You already know there's a new mode called No Return. Of course. The game comes out January 19th, 2024. In case you don't remember what No Return is, 
I'm going to read a couple paragraphs from the PlayStation blog to walk you in because Blessing and I just came back from playing many hours of it today. We did. A nine o'clock call time. That was early. It was really early. It and actually not, isn't that early. Nine for a normal people, yeah. They're <laughs> nine o'clock is very regular, but mm. yeah. I hadn't had coffee until I got there. Yeah. And then I had the coffee. And then I got coffee you. Remember didn't I, got, work. I got a little cupcake. Or no, a little muffin. Yeah, a little muffin. muffin. It was a really good muffin. The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered is designed to let you dig deeper into both its development and mechanics. Chief among these is a brand new mode called No Return, a roguelike survival mode designed to let players prove their mettle in randomized encounters and experience Last of Us Part 2's combat in a fresh experience. The mode includes a host of playable characters to choose from, some playable for the first time in the Last of Us franchise, who each come with their own traits to suit different playstyles. Players will chart their own course on each run, choosing between various stealth and combat encounters that will pit you against a range of enemies with unique twists that can add new, unexpected factors to any given encounter. Blessing. Greg. Like I said, we played from 9 o'clock to noon. We did. A lot of playing of this game. Yeah. I loved it. Same. Okay. I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to be crazy about it, you know what I mean? But it is that idea of like, you get on the sticks and it's like, oh right, Last of Us Part 2 is an awesome game to play. I think so much of the story, I think so much of the characters and the drama, getting back in here, I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is actually just fun to do, but then on top of that, you know, at one point when we finished, we unlocked a whole bunch of stuff, and you just went, man, it's got, this game's got systems on systems on systems. That, like, I go through my notes, and yeah, one of my notes is just so many dang systems, because there's so much going on in this mode, and to your point, too, yeah, like, Last was is just fun to play. Like, as I was playing this, I, and, and as I was taking down notes on it, one of the first things that came to mind, I like, I wrote down a series of hot takes. I got three hot takes in a row. Lay mommy. My first hot take is that Last of Us's gameplay removed from the story, removed from cinematics, removed from like you know all the flair and stuff that you attach to a Naughty Dog game. Last of Us's gameplay is better than most action games, in my opinion. Like Fair. it True. is a very fun game to play, especially when you get into like the stealth of it and how well it works, and then also like the feel of combat and how crunchy it is when you hit somebody with a melee weapon, and even the shooting. Like I know shooting is probably the thing that people. Um, comment on the most when you feel if you want to take down a Naughty Dog game, especially when you talk about like something like Uncharted or Last of Us One. I think the shooting is good. Like I think the shooting is really fun and really engaging, and it adds to like this stressful, like grounded feeling of oh man, like I got four bullets in the chamber and I gotta get a headshot. Boom! Oh, I missed. Boom! Oh, I missed. Ah, oh, damn! I gotta get this one. Like there is such a level of intensity and engagement that I have when I'm playing The Last of Us as a video, just as a combat system that works so well for me. My second hot take is that roguelites, roguelikes, go to genre. A fantastic genre of video games. I love roguelikes so much. Um, obviously, like, everybody loves Hades. Obviously, so many obviously. of us love um, Returnal. Um, you know, so many of us love Rogue Legacy. Hell and yeah, we do. When I think about my experiences with any of these games, you can throw in Hitman Freelancer in the mix, you can throw in Dead Cells into the mix, my I, there's such a satisfaction that I get as I like make my way through and I am progressing and it is the further you get the more stakes there are because if I lose here I lose everything and yeah. I built up such a I built up a character that you know I care about because these are all my preferred upgrades like oh man I built a beast out of this thing I can't lose here and then you get into a, um, a combat scenario where you know this strong ass like you know build that you've created is put up against some bullshit <laughs> and you die and you lose and it's such a satisfying satisfying type of game for me but then my third hot take being and my, i say hot they're just takes but like my third one here is that you know i think this is gearing up to be, to be one of my favorite roguelikes wow yeah. that is big that is and big. I, I use the word favorite i don't use the word best uh just because like when i start to talk about best you know i think there's 
something special about Hades and its narrative and its characters and all that bringing as it together a package, yeah. as a package. Yeah. Last of Us uh, Remastered No Return Mode is it's just the gameplay, right? Like you're not getting any narrative elements. And I think, you know, that kind of holds back when I compare it to other roguelikes. But I say favorite because it is taking this combat system that I love. It is taking like, you know, like this gameplay system that we've played for years now, right? Going back to Last of Us 1 within, that came out in 2013. Um, you know, it's taking stealth. It's taking stealth kills. It's taking the, um, you know, throwing bottles and bricks and all these things. And it's packaging it in a way that, really understands what it wants to do in terms of being a roguelite. We mm -hmm. talk about all mm -hmm. the dang systems and there's so much that, that you can unlock. There's so many different choices you can make as you're making your way through the maps. And I think the balance that they found with it is so fun and so satisfying. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I can see myself playing this quite a bit. And I think it'll be really hot and heavy in the beginning where I'm on it all the time. And then I think it'll eventually be that, you know, they, they have these daily runs that everyone is trying to do the same run, right? I think that'll be something I flirt with to see how bad I am compared to everybody else. But it is such a great reminder of the sandbox and the tools they give you to play with. And then the way they're iterating on it, which I think is important, right? So, you know, the blog post hinted at it. You've seen some gameplay on the screen right now, if you're a visual watcher, uh, but to really spell it out for you, right? When you start this up, you, ch you go on into no return. You pick the character you want, each one having their own pros and cons. So in terms of like, oh, well, Lev is very stealth based, right? Mm -hmm. Ellie's balanced. Uh, you know, when you're playing as Abby, one of her innate traits is that if you melee kill somebody, you get a little bit of health back, right? Yeah. Everybody's got those kind of like little attributes on them, right? Pick them, pick the difficulty, and then you start in the hideout, right? Yeah, this will be the hideout you return to after each one of the encounters. Uh, you have five encounters and then a boss fight, right? What happens is that you go over to a board that looks a little bit like the Mind Palace, right? Yeah. You have all the things stitched. And as you see right now, if you're watching, right, everybody or whatever run you're on, you're going to start on one very specific map, and then it immediately branches. And then throughout, you'll have other ones that branch. And when they branch like this, you get to look at them and say, if you can pause, Barrett. All right, this right now, we're looking at the subway station. The encounter type is going to be encounter type is going to be hunted. This is one of the several modes in the game, right? Where assault is you fighting a bunch of different waves of enemies. Hunted is you have to last this certain amount of time with infinite enemies coming at you. It tells you what the enemy faction is going to be. It talks about your score multiplayer. It tells you what the reward would be between, you know, uh, scrap for crafting supplements. And then this is at the end here is a currency to buy things out of this locker. And then on top of that, there's mods on it, right? This one has vaulting boosts, movement speed, and photo mode filters, right? In terms of what's going through. You can look and then compare which one you want hunted i enjoyed when i played it but mm -hmm. it was very much like i have preferred the assault of yeah when you do an assault run it shows you what wave you're on it shows you how many enemies are left in the, on the map so for me wanting to play stealth and wanting to hide in the tall grass wanting to hide behind cars and then really feel like i'm batman or you know quietly taking people out that fit me more than being hunted yeah. where everybody was out to get which me. is funny because when we talk about the different play styles that you can have playing playing last of us right like for me i did i did really like the hunted mm -hmm. and it really came together uh funny enough in the mission that i that so the gameplay you saw was my gameplay i picked that thing that had like the photo mill filters or whatever and that was a weird weird mod because like as soon as i started it was like this oversaturated like oh damn okay i can't really see certain things certain ways yeah, but yeah. um I was able to hold down at like the end of the subway tunnel and kind of create this path. So I was like, okay, cool. I know they're going to come down. The enemies are going to come down like one of three ways. And so I have my shotgun. I have my um, bow and arrow as, as Lev and I'm lining them up and I'm like, cool, I can hold this down for maybe 30 more seconds. And it did come down to like the last second of me, me being able to survive it. I like that. I also love that 
as you play, you unlock more, right? Yeah. And so, like, there is, uh, like, a what? Uh, there's a holdout mode, and then there was a mode called capture. I don't know what capture was. It probably is. I can tell you if like. you want. Go for it. So, yeah, like we said, it was assault is clear each wave. Hunted is they're coming after you. Have this much time. Holdout is, yeah, fortify your position. Like, you know, uh, hold out with an ally against people like attacking the house. And then the, like, capture is there is a safe uh, that you that enemies are protecting. You have to get to it before time expires to get into the safe. And yeah, like I think they do such a good job of adding in these variables. Like it starts off being fairly simple. And it was funny because I, I had like the multiple come to Jesus moments of, all right, is this it? Oh, okay. No, there's more here to unlock. Okay, cool. Okay. Is this it? Like I, I, we were um, playing and we were asking questions to um, the developer and we we're like, hey, is it so is it just like these six things and then it's done? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And then like, well, but when you finish one, then you go like the next one is going to give you a different boss to do. And it's like, six oh. different bosses in the game. Uh, you're building to it. Once you beat all six of them, then it's randomly tossed in there. What you're going to be getting. Yeah. And it was the same thing of like, okay, cool. We're playing. We did whatever the challenge was. Cause there's a bajillion challenges, right. That unlock, you know, different outfits for whoever you're playing as uh, once you play enough as one of those characters you unlock a new character to go play as right but then also like when we're playing all of a sudden it, it unlocks dead drops and it's like oh what's yeah. dead drops oh well when you're playing uh, the uh, a map there'll be a mailbox that you can run up to and it'll say like it wants a health pack so if you put a health pack in there then you get a reward did you ever for do that. That one of those no because i was playing as lev who didn't have any health packs yeah. and couldn't craft or i didn't have the materials to craft i i did yeah. I, I i skipped it at first because i was in the same scenario but then yeah. i finally put one in and then the next uh once i got back to the like home base the i had like a big hunter rifle waiting for me and i was like oh snap okay yeah. i really got to do this and that's the thing too like on top of that they have gambits throughout which are basically in level challenges again they start uh more simply but in right here we're looking at the encounter rewards every time you come back from a successful encounter you can go here you get this and then on top of that then there's new uh branches for you supplements on and stuff like that uh but yeah i lost what i was talking about because i was jumping to something else uh you're talking about gambits Gambits are there, which are the specific challenges that they'll give you of like kill somebody with a Molotov, you know, uh, shoot somebody while you're taking somebody hostage. Uh, they start simple, then they get more complicated. I think it's the same thing with the rewards right there. If you look right now, uh, this reward is health plus three currency, right? Currency goes back to you saw unpacking from the crate and home base. When you get back to home base, not only is there the map for you to pick where you want to go with the missions, not only is there the locker you unlock to get the stuff out from your last thing, there's an upgrade bench to upgrade your weapons, just like there would be in the game. And then there's a locker that's like a store. You go there and you can spend the currency on guns, new guns, uh, refilling your ammo, get learning how to craft traps. So the next time in your next map, you could craft traps and go out and do that that way. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I love how so many of these systems are are um, brought together, and like it never felt overwhelming. You know, sure. like I I, I think I think for me, if I had one um, critique for it slash like a, a desire, I wish that the overall thing was longer because I because you know you start to upgrade your character, and I got I finally got to the final boss right, which is like a, the sixth map you do, and I was like, all right, oh I guess this is the penultimate thing. Like I. I got to spend all my things here. And like, I felt powerful, but I felt like I should have felt more powerful um, by the time I'm getting to the end of a run. But even with that, right? Like as I go through, go look through the systems, right? You talk about the character unlocks where you can, yeah, get all these different characters that have these different traits. Um, on, on top of that, you have costume unlocks so you can like dress your character in different ways. Um, training manuals. So like you have the upgrade trees and they're different per character. Uh, and like usually they'll have to do like what the character's build is. And so for Abby, I think Abby had like a close combat tree. I think Ellie, or no, I, I know I know Lev had like a um, like bow, bow and arrow, arrow tree, yeah. tree. Yeah. And so there's stuff like that. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, all the different currencies to buy the different things. Um, 
there's crafting as you'd expect, right? And like the yeah, same the Last of Us stuff applies. As you're playing, you're collecting broken scissors and tapes. That, that way, you can stop there and you can make a health pack. You can make uh, a Molotov. And then like there are encounter modifiers, right? So like you know the I mentioned the whole uh, photo mode um, filter thing. The no, there was another one I got that was thick fog. Thick fog. And so as soon as I like you know boot up the map, it is okay. Now it's kind of hard to see to see where enemies are coming from. So I had to be a bit more alert with that. There was yeah, I had one. I had that. I had uh, enemies took more damage. Uh, I had enemies drop bombs on death. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, was, yeah. I had that combined with um, melee's melee attacks causes enemies to catch on fire and that was a really funny round and i think that gameplay might be in the speed roll uh, where like i'm running around and yeah like i hit somebody they catch on fire go crazy and i'm like hell yeah but then they drop dead and drop a bomb immediately so i'm like oh fuck so i gotta get out and so it's like the benefit yeah here we go so like i think this guy catches on fire <laughs> and then like he just fucking goes crazy and i kill him and then immediately, like, I think there's probably a bomb. Yeah, like, you see the icons being hidden by your thing. But, yeah, you see it there. <laughs> this guy's just sitting in <laughs> yeah. there waiting for you. Oh, my God, fuck. And so, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I want to melee them so they can catch on fire and die. But if I melee them, I'm going to be right on top of them before the bomb drops. Right. And so that was a really fun round. Um, and see, yeah. that's why I don't mind it being short. Like, I like that it's uh, obtainable. It's going to be difficult depending on your run, and diff especially if you want to start. Once you even get it down, like, obviously, all the difficulties are there. We were playing on moderate. There's all the way up to grounded. There's there's light or whatever, very light, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I like the idea of, okay, well, now I'm doing this, and I'm using a character I don't normally use because I'm trying to do this very specific challenge. I'm trying to go through and get this part of it. Like, it reminds me a lot of what I think it was to grow up with games in the past and probably still to this day, but at least for me in the past of like, cool, I've beaten this game 30 times. So today I'm just going to try to do it. No kill. I'm going to try to do it only with Ninja stars. I'm going to go through and like not use health or whatever. Like they're putting those into these rounds, into these different things. So I feel like that'll be the challenge of like, okay, cool. I'm doing something that is different. Yeah. It can't just be that I'm going to be Ellie every time. Yeah. And I, and I, I the game is built for running it plenty of times, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like we mentioned, it is, well, you have like five bosses that you can take out. So that's like five six runs bosses. or six bosses, sorry, that you can take out. So that's six runs that you complete. And then, yeah, they start to randomize. And so there's that. And then there's a lot of long-term progression stuff in terms of unlockables and different, like on top of the characters, right? There's, uh, there's modes, new mod or not modes. Well, yeah, modes, I guess. Yeah, modes. Modes, mods, uh, like a bunch of different things that over time you're going to collect. New yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so they build in a lot of things there so that you feel like you're getting a, a, a long-term hit of, oh, I can keep coming back to this and keep, unlocking and having fun yeah. um but yeah like i don't i think that's the one thing where i'm like i wish if in a single run if it was maybe like four more maps long or maybe if there was like a mid boss and then an end boss to kind of keep me keep me engaged for longer because i i my favorite feeling in a roguelike is feeling all powerful by the time i get to the end and like i that's not last of us though right, you're like, right. You know it, I mean? it isn't last of us so i think like, i feel like thing. i cheated the system when i Came back on one of my playthroughs to the locker, and I didn't like any of the weapons they had, so I just bought all the resources I could because I could get them for like two coins or whatever. And then I went and like upgraded all my one gun to max gun. I was like, all right, now yeah. I'm feeling great. But yeah, like I mean, I came out of this absolutely loving. It. I like the maps too. Like I think yeah. the maps are they're small. Um, <laughs> well, some of them are like more condensed than others, but they're a good size for what they're going for, right? Like it is. You're what three waves of a of a horde if you're doing the the um assault mode. Yeah. Um. You know, like nice close quarters if you're doing like a hunted mode. Like that, I think they know how to formulate. Were they modified kind of original maps or right? Because they were. Because I there was definitely parts where I was like, I remember this. House. There was definitely. Yeah, I remember this. There thing. was definitely one map that where I was like, oh, I know exactly. When where we this were at is. the like the uh, seraphs like hunting lodge lodge. Santa Barbara. Or no, 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 no. Okay. 
for the for They're Lev's fun. people. What are, what are they okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, when we when we went back to the, like log cabins and stuff, I was like, this seems really familiar. But it oh, might be it's probably yeah. assets they're reusing and repurposing and moving. Because yeah. like I, I so I had a map that was Santa Barbara, and I was like, oh, I know exactly where this where this is. But also, yeah, I don't know if the layout's the same. Yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. been like three years since I played the last. Of course, two, yeah, so yeah. I can't even tell you. But um, yeah, it is. It, they're all. I think they're all locations that we had in the in the base yes, game. 100%. Because yeah, yeah, I remember like there being a subway. I remember there being like I can't even tell you the other parts. But like yeah, all of them, none of that, none, nothing struck me as like, oh, I've not seen this before in the last. Exactly. Place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, this area is definitely at least inspired by, like, where Abby and Lev kind of first team up together, and she leaves uh, Lev in, like, a trailer. Mm, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this part, this this area, I know it's not this, but it reminded me of Last of Us 1, like, early on, where... Yep, yeah. um, 100%. When, is you it go, like, when you get to the docks or whatever, you and you're chasing docks. that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, really fun time. Well, you have to take our word for it, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, the game director of The Last of Us Part Two Remastered, Matthew Gallant, is here, or was here. That's <laughs> how we did this thing. Oh. Uh, but before we get to Matthew's interview, let me tell you, of course, you need to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ad-free. Normally, you can be in the chat live as we record it, and of course, you get all the other podcasts ad-free. Watch them live as we record them. Get 400 bonus episodes of content and get cool merch only on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But since you're not on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Y'all know I've been outside in the sun a lot playing Pokemon Go, and it's such a great experience wearing Shady Rays when I'm out and about looking dope and that's not all every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out a very merry deal for this season you can go to shadyrays.com use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people by going to shadyrays.com using code kind of funny and you'll get 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field that's why there's no vape in team when you vape you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs if you're a step behind the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As I live and breathe, Matthew Gallant. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Oh, so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I need to know immediately just how much do you hate Neil Druckmann? All right. <laughs> just get it out. He's not. He'll never see this. He's big time Hollywood now. And he'll never know. 
I Neil is a lovely guy. Ah, he got to you too. He got to you too. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, of course, we've just previewed, but more importantly, we've just played uh, The Last of Us Part 2, Remastered, No Return. You are game director, so you came up with this idea all by yourself and willed it into existence, yes? That's more or less it, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Start with, how did you guys decide that this was what you wanted to march forward to? Because as soon as we started up, it's Last of Us, but then also the scavenging and the going back to the home base, I was like, man, it feels a little bit like Factions 2. Like, how did this become the mode? So, you know, we knew from the beginning we were making The Last of Us Part Two Remastered, where, like, table stakes here is it's going to be PS5 upgrade, it's going to have haptics, it's going to be pushing out all the art settings, performance mode, fidelity. Like, that was just known. And then we were looking across the game and thinking about, like, well, what else could we do here that would be cool? What are some other fun ways that we could take what's great about The Last of Us Part Two and just expand it in other fun ways that would resonate with players and reach different audiences of, of, of who would be interested in this game and i know like i was the lead systems designer in the original game i know the combat really well i know the systems i knew there was a lot that we could do there yeah. to take that and expand it because if you if you like the combat in the last of us part two like what can you really do you can go back and play the encounter select a whole bunch you can play these fights over and over but at a certain point you're just going to like memorize them or optimize them or you, you'll have played them every way that they can be played and, and that, that's about it but we've made these really robust, you know, AI systems, NPCs, um, you know, upgrade systems. And it was like, if we can take this stuff and remix it and um, give the player different choices, we can really take the breadth of Last of Us combat, which is you know, melee, stealth, gunplay, uh, crafting, all these elements, and push the player to just try every part of it. Like, to get, if you're really comfortable with one play style, maybe we can push you onto another one. Or we can kind of um, throw you into a situation where you have to think on your feet. Because you're yeah. like, oh, I've, I've never encountered this particular combination of things before. I'm going to try, you know, um, just going to go for it. This, 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 <laughs> this gunplay style that I'm not used to playing. I'm much yeah. more of a stealth player. Yeah. But no, I've got the shotgun. Let, let's roll. Let's, See, let's I didn't appreciate that about the demo. Because what happened is I saw Bless play as Ellie. And I'm, gonna, I'm used to Ellie. I'm usually stealth. But then I saw Abby. I was like, oh, I'll jump into Abby. Oh, I, you know, every time I get a melee kill, my health, I get health back. And I died in the first room. And I was like, all right, bless. <laughs> don't like, count this. Good. Don't count this against me. And I went to Ellie and I did very good. You did very good. Once I got back, yeah. once I got in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. But again, it's that interesting thing that with each one of these characters that are playable this time around, them having their own pros, their own cons, right, really does open my eyes. Not everybody played it the way I did, which was lay <laughs> in the grass, wait, 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 yeah. then strike. Yeah. Well, it kind of brings me back to when Last of Us Part Two first came out. And I remember us talking about how it's funny how Hotline Miami ha is an Easter egg in the game because it feels like the combat system feels like Hot Hotline yeah. Miami where it is you're freestyling, you're doing improv, and you bust in a door, and it's, all right, I got a, um, a melee weapon, pick it up, hit a guy over the head, mm -hmm. see a person across the room, shoot them with a pistol, change the shotgun. Like, it feels like it's so dynamic and there are so many different options for how you can approach things. And I think for me, the thing that I'm excited about uh, upon first picking up uh, No Return is the fact that, like, there are so many different variables that you guys considered and how to, like, make different characters play differently, right? Like the Ellie versus Abby thing, right? Or even, like, me playing as Lev and Lev having more uh, bow and arrow focused gameplay and being able to kind of be more of a silent assassin. For you guys, when you guys first concepted this idea, was it meant to be something that had this amount of breadth to it? You know, like neither me or Greg got to, got to the end of it. Um, but just from like, you know, playing it a little bit, it seems like there's a lot there in this mode. Yeah. I, 
I think it's a mode that has a lot to offer. And um, thankfully, we were able to do that because there was just so much to draw from. There was all these amazing enemy types and uh, crafting items and guns and characters. It was, it was all just like stuff we got to play with and go like, how, how can we put this together? How can we, you know, build our Lego kit a different way and, <laughs> and make it something different? And um, yeah, for, for the playable characters, I think that was something where we really wanted to go, how can we make a bunch of characters that when you select them, it's really going to change your game plan going in. Um, you're going to go in, you know, and think about, oh, this is going to be my stealth character. Um, we have another character you probably uh, didn't get to him, but um, Manny, he starts a run. He's got the uh, hunting rifle and a, uh, the hunting pistol and the semi-auto rifle, but he doesn't have the health kit recipe. Oh. So when oh. you're playing as him, you're really like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty stacked in terms of guns, but I'm not going to be able to heal myself. So I really got to treat my health as like this precious resource. And I got to really think about that. Um, you know, I think this is what's really cool about the mode is that we have all these tools to play with and we can throw different combinations of them. And some of these combinations are like really surprising. Like even me, you know, I, I know all the mechanics in the game, but, um, I will run into some combination of like an enemy type and a mod and a map. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually really intense. And I'm having to think about the strategy while I'm playing it. And I think that was really what I wanted to what we wanted to get at with this mode was was that when you're playing the main story you kind of can end up just cruising mm -hmm. on like your your favorite guns your favorite yep. items you can get into like a a set of items that feels very comfortable for you and you can carry a lot of that through the end of the game and especially like as you're getting into the louder half of either character's story it's like you got so many options to you got a whole roster of guns a whole roster of crafting items going back to a situation where it's like uh, if i don't like this rifle well this is the rifle i have i better figure out how to use it i better play around it, you know, set myself up for this longer range gameplay, even if that's not something that I'm comfortable with, or that's how I like to play the game, but let's try it. Let's try playing this, um, you know, doing this different combat fantasy and seeing how that feels on. And sometimes it, you know, it feels awesome to be expanding yourself into these different play styles. And sometimes you're like, well, that was uncomfortable, but it was a stretch or it was, a, it, I had a interesting time because it was unexpected and mm -hmm. I was having to push myself on out of my comfort zone. And I think that's what's so cool about it. Again, you know, <clears throat> we didn't reach, we are there, like we've talked about before, I assume, even though we're filming out of order, you know, you get the five different maps, right? And then a boss, right? So five mm -hmm. encounters, then your boss, right? For a run. <clears throat> even beyond that, it's the fact of you're unlocking the other characters by playing a certain number of times with those characters, right? And like, you can see, I love that you guys didn't like hide anything. It is very much like, oh, you want to, once you've unlocked the character, you can see, you know, all the challenges for them to then get the cool outfits or whatever, right? The Savage Starlight thing, so good on Ellie. Looks so That's good. Awesome. Uh, but then, like, the idea that, okay, cool, so, you know, you play Lev, that un uh, that unlocks Yara, right? And then you play Yara, and that unlocks et cetera, et cetera, and yep. it dominoes out through the whole cast. I like that because, of course, you're forcing me isn't the right word, but encouraging me heavily to try these characters, and even if I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back to Lev, I'm going to go back to Lev, that'll be my daily challenge one, unless I'm sure daily challenges will, I assume, make me use a character at it some does. point in time. Uh I like the idea of getting in there, mixing it up, and trying things. Like you're saying, right? Vary your play style. Uh, obviously, as you continue to go through these different things and you get the random drops, how are you going to play that way? I really loved the gambits, right? These gambits popping up that are one time in the in the map on the map you're in. Hey, here's a mission: kill a guy with a Molotov. Do this thing. Obviously, they start getting a little bit more complicated. I noticed as we continue to unlock more. But it is this idea, really, that is cool. Even if you've played this game ten times, it should be different that eleventh time. And those um, gambits, um, we thought about a lot in that mechanic of like risk and reward. It's like, here's this little challenge. 
it might seem kind of easy. It's got this little extra reward, but I can't tell you how many times like me just stretching myself and going for the gambit is yeah. what gets me killed. Yeah. That's what like pushes me to do the, uh, the, the risky move yeah. and to expose myself and like, Oh no, that was and a bad idea. Thing, right? I thought it yeah. was comfortable. I, like, again, like, yeah, right here. Right. Now, if an enemy while holding another is, or kill an enemy, yeah. while holding another is a hostage. Like that's a bit more complicated. And that's the thing you guys, <laughs> it's baby steps into bigger ones. And I think again, that's the challenge of coming back to this time and time again, of obviously if you're, if you're going to be that invested in this mode, you want more things to do. You want crazier things to go off. Of yeah. This, this is a mode that I'm very excited about. <laughs> like when the trailer first dropped, I couldn't believe it. Just for the idea of I'm somebody who really likes roguelites, right? Like, especially when I, we're talking about a Returnal or a Hades, right? Or like the list goes on. Um, and something over the years that I've been very happy with is that we've been getting more triple a roguelites in the way that we got returnal a couple years ago and even at the top of this year we got hitman freelancer mode which is basically another mode in the hitman game right that is more roguelite um you know centered that is like hey you have a run and like don't die or else you're gonna lose our, all your progress and there are all these dynamic systems that are changing the way that, that you want to play um very excited for an for the idea of that being in the last of us and as i've been playing through it i have been like okay cool this is this is exactly what i want like this is giving me what I feel like Last Plus does great in terms of combat, in terms of stealth, in terms of all that. But yeah, like formatted in a way that, you know, is giving me the maximum of that. Let's focus in on the gameplay. Let's like give me an experience. It's going to be brutal, but also because of that, it's going to be fun trying to figure out how to get around all this stuff. For you guys, when you're figuring this stuff out, like did you have, influ did you have influences or inspirations, right? Where, did you look at a Returnal or did you look at a Hades and go, oh man, we have so much fun doing this that we should bring this to the Last of Us? I would say that we drew very broadly from roguelikes because like you I, I love roguelikes and i've been so amazed in like i don't know the past three five years there's just been this amazing explosion of creativity around all these different roguelike games they're all taking um, different approaches different ideas like playing with the format a lot um but we were looking at that across the board and just going like this is such a cool design space what would it look like for our version of this what would a last of us roguelike look like and there were two um like high level themes that I think were really important for us. Uh, the first one was the permadeath aspect, because, um, you know, if you're in cover, you're low health, someone's got a beat on you, that feels very differently, like in, in your heart, in your gut, when you've got like a minute since your last checkpoint and it's no big deal versus like, oh, I'm on map four. Mm -hmm. If I die here, like this it's whole all, run shot. Yeah. And like that, that gets your uh, heart pounding that that gets your your palm sweaty just knowing that there's stakes involved during these runs uh and then the other element that we just really loved was that randomization part of, of roguelikes where it's like okay even if i die or or you know even if i succeed i'm gonna be they're gonna be keep throwing me these new challenges at me remixing things putting things together in different ways uh i'm gonna have to start from zero again and make all these new choices again and plan and like try to learn from what i did well last time so we thought like those two high level themes plus the last of us's combat and systems it, it just seemed like a really natural fit yeah i felt the intensity when i was doing my first hunted you know you have these different modes right so there's a halt uh, assault which is clear all the waves there's hunted where it's just you're gonna get enemy after enemy after enemy you have to survive this long uh there's hold out right which is like barricade up the place keep them out that way and then capture which is you getting to the safe getting the stuff before time runs out hunted was like i i kept picking assault on purpose i was like ah, i don't want to deal with this and then i got forced into one because mm -hmm. of course once you pick your path you're yeah. on a path at these different junctions and getting in there and having it be like everything's great and then that final 20 seconds when i did finally get mm -hmm. caught and they saw me and it was just guns and molotovs and i was like God, I, I finished that and that was a, whew, okay, that felt good. 
I love how you can um, strategize around. Like, I just got to make it 20 seconds. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I can just hold up in this. But even then, right? Like, I thought what was so brilliant is that, of course, your ammo and health pa health uh, kits that you have, right? That carries over to your next m map. So there was the times where I was like, one guy left. He's coming straight at me. I don't want to waste the bullets. Yeah. So I'll lay here and let him go the other way and I'll throw the brick and then run over it. Because even then, you know, like it starts the countdown to send you back to the hideout. I start running around trying to find the brick. You know what I mean? Like I want everything. I want to yeah. come into the next one as strong as possible. One thing that I found really cool, right, is the fact that you can play all, all these different characters. Like we talk about how you can play. It's just not just Ellie and Abby, right? But you can play um, as Yara. You can play as Lev. You can play as these other characters. Ten characters, right? Yep. It, Ellie, Dina, T Jesse, Tommy, Joel, Abby, Lev, Yara, Mel, Manny. Got it. Question, this is something I noticed, but I, I, I wasn't sure about. Did you have to go back and get those uh, performers to, like, record lines for it? Like, did you have to get them to, like, do, like, the shouts and grunts and all that? Uh, we used all material that was recorded for the original game. Gotcha. So you yeah. just had it all on deck and, yep. like, that's really, that's one, that's very uh, convenient. <laughs> might have to slightly modulate that. There might be a little bit of extra pickup we did, okay. but, but uh, almost none. My, my other question on top of that was, did you guys ever consider, like, a narrative element to this? You know, I think it's, it's... You know, it's fun thinking about Naughty Dog and who you guys are as a company because Naughty Dog, known for the stories, right? Known for the narratives and stuff. This being an extra mode, it is like a, okay, well, if you did a roguelite, like, you would have to be supernatural, right? And, like, as I started to think about it, I started to think about, like, Ghost Shima Legends and how they were like, all right, if we're going to do this, then we're going to make it a whole weird thing where it is somebody telling the story of the legends of the Ghost Shima and, like, make it the supernatural thing. Um, and when you guys were figuring out this mode, was, was there ever a conversation of, what if we added a story or something? So we knew kind of right off the bat that we we wanted this to be like not canon because we wanted to get away from strict groundedness. That's such a pillar of the game design uh, in the main story. And we knew if we could be flexible with that, there was just so much gameplay we can open up. So we do pretty wild things in No Return where like we have, uh, we have a mod that does invisible enemies. Uh, we have a mod that um, makes like Pustules rain from the sky. Like, <laughs> there was one I got where whenever I melee somebody, they catch on fire. Yeah, it's exactly. Cool. So, so we knew if we could like be flexible with groundedness and be flexible with canon, like this is non-canon mode, that that would unlock that. And that kind of put us in a place where we didn't want to attach a story to this. It made more mm -hmm. sense to think about it as like this is gameplay first. This is um, um, what can we do when we're not having this really uh, not constraint, but like. It's so important to us in the main story that like when we're making combat, that that combat is then resonating with the themes of the story. So like we're thinking so hard about like how do we connect what you're doing, you know, in the gameplay and the combat on the stick to then that moment a minute later where like we want you to feel like Ellie. We want you to feel like the character, like whatever emotions they're feeling, you're feeling them too. And um, we knew we couldn't do like that level of connection um, or, or just it made more sense to not try and aim for that, to aim for something different here. This is not a mode where we're saying, here's gameplay, here's narrative, here's how they weave together really seamlessly. It's like, no, nah, this is gameplay's time to shine, this is combat's time to shine, and we can do whatever we want within that system to make really cool and interesting combat encounters. Awesome. It's about time. I think that's, you know, I, I, you, we talked about it, yeah, you know, at review, obviously, how good Last of Us Part Two's gameplay is. And then when Last of Us Part One came around, and it was, oh, I can't go pro. Oh, I can't, you know what I mean? The little things of like a game that was older that came before, right? And then to have this, like to sit down, it was that, oh, I forgot how good this was, right? The further you get away from Last of Us Part Two, what we talk about is obviously graphics and stuff, but it is the narrative and the performance and the arguing about the themes and why characters did what they did or whatever, right? So it's like, 
great to get in here and have another reason to jump in and just have that gameplay here. Yeah, it brings back to to we had an episode that was Last of Us Part One versus Last of Us Part Two, and we went category by category, trying to compare the two and you know talk about which one we think is better. And one of the points that I try to make in favor of Last of Us Part One is the multiplayer. Like having the factions mode back in the day was such a pillar for me because I really enjoyed that factions mode and it was the thing that allowed me to you know from a gameplay perspective just have the gameplay and like have fun with that and I kind of miss the idea of of you know last part two not having a factions not having like a extra thing to do that just got you into the gameplay so now that we have this and now that I've gotten a taste of it I'm like Oh, man, this might actually bring last part two up in that conversation <laughs> for me because I know I'm probably gonna spend a lot of time in this mode yeah, me too. I think that's uh, the takeaway I have for it. Uh, obviously, I couldn't look at trophy list. We got a new trophy list for this one? Yeah, we do. Okay, I, good. I, I wasn't aware that that was a restriction. Um, yeah, no, there's uh, the trophy list. Basically, what it, how it works is we have the main game has the same set of trophies sure. so that you can import your save and do that really seamlessly. There's that section that we had for extra trophies for the grounded patch on the original yep. game. So there's three in there, I believe. And then we have a full... Um, Love it. Um, DLC size section of trophies for No Return. And um, we tried to make it a broad set of really interesting challenges, for sure. um, stuff that connects to the mode, stuff that, like um, the challenges themselves, will get players to fully explore all the systems and try lots of different things. So, yep, it's got its own uh, trophy section for that. My next question is, how crazy do you expect to get with these daily challenges? Like, is it gonna is it going to be pretty, oh, it's just mundane, or is it going to be do this whole thing and don't shoot anybody and just... You know, so uh, the daily run is, uh, the way it works is that when we're generating a run, there's a random seed at the heart of it. So the, if you make, get the same random seed, you're always going to get the same set of like map choices, gambit choices, um, trading post choices, etc. What daily run is everyone on that day playing the same random seed. Gotcha. So getting offered the same map choices, the same gambits, like all across the board, you're going to get the same choice. And then um, there's the leaderboard where when you're doing a run, uh, you get a score for certain things like speed, efficiency of resources, um, stuns, like different things will get you points. And so then when you're finished your daily run, that post is going to go on a global leaderboard. So you'll be able to see how you did versus all the other players, like who got the best score for that day. And I'm going to be really interested to see how players, you know, maximize that I was gonna say, they break this that. and do yeah. it in a way you never thought right to put up these times uh, but i i i find daily run really fun you know not only in no return but just like other roguelikes i've played For it's sure. just like it's a really good excuse to just drop in take your shot you know sometimes it goes hilariously wrong and you you know, die in the first map or whatever and sometimes you're you're getting in there and you're, you're getting sweaty and it, it goes really well and then being able to get a sense of like oh how, how good actually was i at this and what can I do to play to like really max out that score? Um, I, I think it's gonna be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. I don't I don't expect to be good on the daily runs, <laughs> but I expect to try for a while. Yeah. I think you know I'm gonna chip away at this one for a while. Yeah, yeah I'm very much looking forward to this. Like and again, me talking about how much I've been enjoying Rogue Life in the last few years. Like I I talk a lot about Hitman Freelancer and how like you know that came out of nowhere. Like they just dropped it and I started playing. And I'm like, man, this is very addicting and made me appreciate hitman even more just in the in the white like out a couple hours we did yeah. of playing this mode at um at the preview like i'm already like man this is making me re relive all the fun that i had with the last of part two combat back in the day and so yeah very excited thank you matthew thank you very much i'm so excited to hear of course coming up january 19th not too far not long at all you should give us code soon huh <laughs> what that you should go? Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of PS I Love You XOXO. Remember, we're your PlayStation podcast that you can usually get every Friday morning. Of course, you can usually watch us record it live, patreon.com slash kindoffunny on Thursday. You can get an ad free there. You can get more than 400 bonus episodes of content. You, of course, can get exclusive merch only on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. No bucks tossed our way, no big deal. YouTube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe each and every Friday for a brand spanking new episode. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.